I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you. Amazing. In some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Sitting in for Clay and Buck today, syndicated radio personality Michael Barry. I want to. I want you to cleanse your palate for a moment. I want to. I want to discuss something else. We'll get back to what we were just talking about, but I want to make sure there's several things I wanted to get to today. And this one is very important because it relates to an item that's been in the news. And one of the biggest issues confronting the country, it eventually gets to illegal immigration, but but hold on for a moment. You remember in early August, there were some deadly wildfires that spread across part of Maui. Now, it's important to note, not the rich part. I didn't realize how many celebrities had homes in Maui. And oddly enough, their homes weren't the ones that burned. If they had, then we probably would have had a national television program and we'd have had Lady Gaga and and all these famous people and they would have told us how important this was and we would have all emoted, we would have empathized, we would have connected because, oh my goodness, these famous people had harm come to them or at least one of their homes. But that didn't happen. On the northwest portion of Maui, in a town called Lahaina or Lahaina, depending on who you ask, 2,200 buildings were destroyed. That's 2,200 structures. Most of those were residential structures. This was the poorer and the working class section of Maui because somebody has to clean the big mansions. 
it was estimated that about $6 billion of damage was done. The U.S., uh, uh, the, the Commerce Department went in later and, and ratcheted that down to about $5.5 billion in damage to Maui. Now, when that happened, there were lots of questions about people being trapped. Uh, there were questions about how the Hawaiian regional and state authorities handled this. There were questions about whether the government had failed the people. And it's quite similar, actually, to what happened in New Orleans back in, I think it was 2005, with Katrina. Not Katrina. Yeah, Katrina. We'll get back to that in a moment. But that was a moment where it strikes me that every American should have felt a certain sadness that our fellow Americans were burning to death. They, their children, their dogs, their homes, their lives laid bare. It's awful. But I didn't see that, did you? It wasn't covered in that way. It wasn't talked about in that way. And that starts at the top. Joe Biden was asked. Joe Biden had been on vacation in Maryland, and then he was spending a week and a half at the home of Tom Steyer, who's a billionaire who had an $18 million mansion in Lake Tahoe. I'm not mad at him. I'd love to have an $18 million mansion. And Joe Biden was there with the straw man for all his criminal activity, his son, Hunter. And he couldn't be bothered to care about what was happening in Maui. You may remember how he answered when the press asked as he was headed to Lake Tahoe, are you, are you going to go visit Maui where the American people are? It's safe for your visit now. Are you, are you going to go there to bring attention to this so that maybe the Red Cross could raise some money, so that the philanthropists would, would throw their money at it, so that people... Do you remember how he answered? No comment. No comment. No comment. There were a 100 Americans who died in a tragedy. No comment. Before he asked for money for Maui, he continued the ask that was already in place for $24 billion for Ukraine to supplement, I believe it was $75 million that had already been sent. Can you imagine how it felt? But this gets to the bigger issue. Part of the pluralism that has taken root, part of the abhorrence of America first, part of the idea that illegals have just as much right to live in this country as we do, is, is a, is a multi-layered idea that Americans aren't special. And Americans aren't a nation in the traditional sense of a nation. They're not a people with a connection. They're not a people with a bond. 
you know, that's what the Olympics used to represent. You know, we cheer for our countrymen and they cheer for theirs and we compete. But now, through a series of very, very subtle forms of subterfuge, the concept of being an American no longer means that you respect and hold your fellow American above anyone else in the world. How dare you? Why would you? We're the only nation in the world that does that. You would never expect of a person in China that an American would be moved to the front of their line, or Japan, or anywhere else. In fact, we're the only country that doesn't defend our borders. And our very own people are told, you're told, you're a bad person for not defending your border. I mean, for, for, for trying to defend your border. It's only because you don't like other people. But you're not allowed to walk into that same country that those people came from. Are they terrible for feeling that way? We're the only people who are told that we're terrible for saying to someone that you can't walk into a store and take what you want off the shelf. How dare we do that? This is why the Castle Doctrine upsets the left so much. How dare we defend our property from a person seeking to steal it or kill us in the process? How dare we defend ourselves? How dare we be armed to stop the Democrats from doing what they do at every level of government to us, which is take what they want when they want it? How dare we? What awful people we are. That's what gun control is. Gun control is the government's attempt to keep you from defending yourself. Guns aren't for hunting. That's why I always laugh when I see these national uh, media personalities say, you don't need this or that gun to go deer hunting. I don't have guns for deer hunting. I mean, I do, but that's not why we need the guns. We need the guns we have to keep the Democrats out of our home, whether they're officially in office or they just got out of prison. That's what they're for. That's what they were always for. Let's be very clear. Let's just be blunt and get that out there right now. Let's not peck around the edges. So I bring up the case in Maui to tie it to this. Illegal immigration has been devastating the state of Texas for decades. And it's gotten worse and worse and worse. It's horrible. The crimes, our schools can no longer handle the burden. You could be waiting for 24 hours in an emergency room, no matter how bad your emergency is. Our prisons can't hold the illegals who come here who are bad guys from, from where they're coming. And so finally, our, our, our governor, Greg Abbott, did something right. See, if we keep pushing those illegals back into Mexico, then they just come back again and again and again. Nobody cares. So he did something. Nobody, when Chicago and New York were declaring that they're sanctuary cities, and, and we should be too. How dare we not want to be overrun by illegal aliens? They weren't being overrun by illegal aliens. They were basically saying, why are you complaining about cancer? It's not so bad. We don't fear cancer because you don't have it, but we do. So our governor started sending people, and DeSantis started doing the same thing from Florida. But it was begun in earnest out of Texas. We started sending them to New York. 
and sending them to Chicago. And it's a tiny number of people. Think of the logistics to get them there. And yet, Chicago's idiot mayor, Brandon Johnson, talking about the fact that he needs more money for the federal government because the few illegals we've sent there are just overwhelming him. Listen to this. We have reached a critical point um, in this mission that absent real significant intervention immediately, our local economies are not designed and built to respond to this type of crisis. We are literally building a system as we go along. What well, If the third largest city in America is not built to handle a handful of illegals that we send up there, how do you think the people of Texas are? You don't, but you didn't care. If the city of New York, the largest city in America, can't handle a few illegals that we send up there by bus, how do you expect that we can? You don't, but you never cared. <coughs> you didn't care about our problem until it became your problem. That means we don't have a nation. That means we don't have a country of countrymen who care. If it's not bothering them, they don't want anything done about it. But they're not bragging their sanctuary cities any longer, are they? We'll explore this concept. I'm Michael Berry, in for Clay and Buck all week, coming up. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. 
Unlike other apps on prize picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance, so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the prize picks app. Use promo code Clay, that's C L A Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. Let's go to Stephen in Alabama. You are up, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, hi, uh, Michael. Uh, I was responding to the, <clears throat> excuse me, the man from, uh, gentleman from Birmingham, the sales manager. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I submit, uh, I forget his name, but I submit to him that he's Henry. on the wrong aspect of the, uh, the situation. He said that he, when he goes to these white male owned businesses, they turn him down and he sends out a very pretty white woman and they respond to her. Take the white out of that 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 statement. This a very pretty woman. I would suspect that they would respond to a very pretty black woman with equal uh, opportunity as they do to the very pretty white woman, because we as men are are uh, let's see uh, what's the word Condition. we are um, excluded sometimes by women where where we, but we come from women. Sorry, I'm a little nervous here. No, no, don't be nervous at all, um, Stephen. You know, I will tell you, I'll share a little experience with you. You know, you see advertisements for sports cars. And if you ever notice, right. the, the, the sports car, at least historically, was always a, a bright red, right? Right. I have never been offered the opportunity to don my Speedo uh, go into the tanning booth and lay across the, uh, the hood of the car in hopes that women would buy that car for themselves thinking I would be thrown in with the package. Mm-hmm. Pun intended, right? But, right. but yet, uh, Tony Katane can be laying across the hood of, of the car and it, that ad is splashed across, you know, field and stream or, uh, it, you know, any number of male oriented magazines, TV programs, you name, you name it. But she doesn't come along with the car. That is because sexual attraction is a very, very natural thing. And the problem, and you, you know this, Stephen, this is what you were saying. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I'm just going to add something to it. The problem we get into as a society is a typical postmodern overthinking pointy head problem, and that is the idea that you can deny or defy biology. We are attracted, most males are attracted to females. And you can pull out any Kinsey study, which I think was overblown, or, or any other. 
but we are primarily, just as every animal is, we are attracted to the opposite sex. I do think there are some people attracted to the same sex, but it's a very small percentage. No matter what, even those people are attracted to someone else. That level of attraction is not intentional. It's not thoughtful. It's not premeditated. I don't know the first age at which I noticed an attraction to a girl. But for most of us, when we were growing up, girls were gross. We had no use for them. They couldn't throw the football properly. They couldn't catch a baseball. They didn't want to climb trees or play cowboys and Indians. They didn't want to ride dirt bikes through the mud. They wanted to play with Barbie dolls. And we had no use for that. And I remember our parents, particularly our mothers, saying, oh, there'll be a time that little Susie, you won't think she's so gross anymore. And then you sort of ease into that, well, I wouldn't mind kissing her behind the tire. I don't know about you, Stephen, but but our uh, poor little elementary school at Mac Lewis, we didn't have fancy uh, uh, playground gear, but we did have, they had buried these big tractor tires. And so the tractor tire was about halfway in, and so... Your first kiss for most of us was you, you grabbed a little girl and you, you tucked in inside the tire and you get a little, you know, smooch. And my mom asked me if I was a kissing bandit because she said someone else had, had told her that. But this level of attraction, there's nothing wrong with it. See, this whole me too and all, there are guys who go too far with it. There are people who push it too far. But now we've swung the other, the other extreme. Of course a pretty woman is going to get more sales than an average man when the buyer is a man. That's not that's not anything other than biology. Let's not deny that. Let's not pretend it doesn't happen because it does. And I'll bet you Henry himself would rather purchase from a pretty girl than somebody who looks exactly like him. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. More coming up. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on, on the, the front, front lines, lines of, of truth. truth. You know, if you are uh, on social media... There is something that happens to you, and it happens to us all, myself included. And it gets to the very core of our psyche. And that is that when you post something to the community, you can't help but wait and see and hope that people will respond to that. And as... as Social media, as it came to be called and known widely, as it evolved in warp speed, and this is really, this is really within the last 20 years and in earnest within the last 15 and at warp speed within the last 10. It evolved into, in the past, media was where a, a, a person promoting an opinion, making a statement, would speak, and it was a one-way relationship, and the audience would receive. What talk radio allowed, which was pretty cool, was at least a few people could respond to the host. So you had a degree of interactive engagement, and that made talk radio a special place, even at the very local level. Somebody that didn't have a Rush Limbaugh or Clay and Buck audience platform You'd still hear this interaction, and it was fun. It was fun to overhear, like you overhear a conversation. It, 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 it was interesting. That's what the letter to the editor was for the old newspaper. 
it was an opportunity for the reader to, to give some feedback and offer their opinion. But social media democratized the flurry of opinions because we all have opinions. And particularly in modern America, we really all have opinions. We're encouraged to have opinions. We're rewarded for having opinions. And so thus began this very noisy, polluted environment of people offering opinions. And so there is the natural result that you hope that your opinion gets reaction. It doesn't make you a bad person. I can tell you if you joined a band and you got up on stage and you played a song that you wrote and you finished the song, you would wait and hope the audience cheered. Heck, when you go to your kid's recital, you may be the only one after your three-year-old daughter does her pirouette or whatever the term is, and you're just, oh, way to go. Yes, Cameron, you're the best. And you're actually trying to, to spike the till. You're trying to get other people to clap because you want your daughter to get the reaction that everybody loved what she just did. Was it the greatest ever? Probably not. But you know that she's waiting for that reaction. A dog will do that. A singer on stage will do that. People do that on social media. It's very natural to do this. And so as social media has, in a sense, replaced for many people, and if you're honest, it'll be a lot of you as well, social media has replaced a hobby. It may have replaced how much time we spend watching, say, Fox News or CNN or any number of other things. The things that used to busy us, the things that used to engage us or at least take our time, we only have so much time. And this very interactive, even if it's, even if it's through the portal of a computer or a laptop or a phone, this allowed a connectivity that could relieve boredom and could relieve loneliness because before we had social media, we only had the television. And before the television, we only had the radio. And before the radio, we only had the printed paper where the article was written and then printed and then delivered. And so it was kind of old and stale. And if we had a reaction to it, we had to find somebody in our house or our dog to yell at or scream in response to. But as technology has allowed us to connect, it also gave us metrics to measure ourselves. And we can't help it. It's human nature. The human nature didn't change. And the human nature is, after I scream out, I want people to applaud. After I play my song, I want people to applaud. And that's what social media likes and reposts and all those things are. In fact, another quirk that social media allowed that we didn't have much of before was the idea that if I can't get people to like, literally and figuratively, what I have to say, I can at least say things that are so obnoxious that I can get them to react in a grudging way, and if nothing else, that's attention. And some people are really, really good at it. Some people are fun to watch. 
There's a guy who posts under the name Three Year Letterman. And without going too much into the character he's created, it's one of my favorite. And he will post the most ridiculous things that are just trolling for people to be upset. And then once they're upset, he's got them. And then he just goes back and forth. And he spits and spouts things that are not true but could potentially have been thought by someone. And he's having a ball with it. But most people are very naturally going to make statements with the design of getting the best and most positive and broadest reaction. And in that environment, ideas change from being authentic, legitimate, sincere, to being ideas that test well with the audience as opposed to these ideas over here. So then we go to what happened last night. I don't like Nikki Haley. In fact, I think Nikki Haley is is terrible. I fear she's going to be Trump's vice presidential nominee. She's a woman. He's going to want a woman. Whatever you may think. And again, I'm not shilling for Trump or advising Trump or arguing this is a good or bad thing. I'm calling balls and strikes as to what I expect will happen. I think it's most likely that Trump makes uh, Nikki Haley his vice presidential nominee. And the earlier he does that, the faster the race is over. Because if he makes her the offer today, she can't win the nomination. She accepts it, and you can you can shut it down and turn the lights off. It's over. Because now he picks up her support as well, and anyone who was supporting him and doesn't like her is still going to support him because he's at the top of the ticket. But last night there was a an exchange. And Nikki Haley was asked the question as to whether slavery had any, you know, the role of slavery in the Civil War. Now here we are in 2023, almost 2024, and we're asking questions about something that occurred 163 years ago. Why? Why do we ask that? Why is it important to know? We don't ask why the American Revolution occurred. We don't ask why the colonists could no longer be under the king's rule that that with whom they shared their cousins. We never bring that up. Why would we? We don't ask why we involved ourselves in Cuba and pried Spain out of there. We don't ask about Pershing's conquests across Mexico. We don't talk about the fall of the Alamo and whether Sam Houston should have sent troops and saved Davy Crockett and Jim Bowie. For some reason, though, we keep discussing the Civil War as if your opinion on what happened, of course, filtered through how it's been described because nobody was alive at that time. We're going to choose our nominees on that basis. And I'll come back on the other side and explain what Nikki Haley said and the unfortunate thing. And this is for Henry and everyone else who about halfway listens. I'm not defending Nikki Haley. I don't like Nikki Haley. I also don't think that her answer was terrible. See, I don't just think that the person I think should win is always right and the person I don't think should win is always wrong. I think that's a silly way to go about things. But we'll talk more about that if that makes sense, and I'll, I'll tell you exactly what she said. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week coming up. 
Have fun with the guys on Sundays. The Sunday Hang Podcast. It's silly, it's goofy, it's good times. Find it in the Clay and Buck Podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck all week. There is something I can't let go without commenting on. And and I want to ask you to listen carefully to what I've said. Because this is an issue that has Pavlov's dog salivating at the moment of mention such that there's never an actual conversation. And I'd rather move beyond that. And, and let's start with this. For some reason in this country, the issue of slavery takes on a level of, of importance 
to political campaigns, to candidacies, to bolster one person and bring down another. And I don't believe it is in any way related to the conversations which it always muddles. For instance, we didn't ask Tom Brady before he could take the starting job in Tampa Bay what his opinions on slavery were. Not sure why. Maybe we should have. And we never asked Michael Jordan whether before he could have six championships, he believed that the Civil War was fought over the issue of slavery or whether it was over states' rights. Because, as Clay Travis wrote in his book, um, Republicans buy sneakers too. And you could actually go and watch Michael Jordan play basketball and enjoy watching him be so good at his craft the master of it, without needing to know his opinion. And maybe he didn't even have one on the subject. So why is it that last night at a, uh, at a, at a, uh, small, the, the thing about Iowa is you get these, you know, kind of, uh, head to head, uh, conversations. Nikki Haley has asked a question about the cause of the Civil War. Now, I'm not sure why that's relevant. I mean, is it a quiz? Is this seems like kind of thing that maybe we'd have in history in 11th grade, and we're going to give her a grade on whether she studied? Is it really, really important? Because, well, we'll get to that in a moment. So here is how she answered. And again, I am not an apologist for Nikki Haley. I don't like Nikki Haley. I could spend the entire show telling you all the reasons I don't like her, but I'm not going to do it. We'll get to that. But here's what she answered. I think the cause of the Civil War was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. I think it always comes down to the role of government and what the rights of the people are. And I will always stand by the fact that I think government was intended to secure the rights and freedoms of the people. It was never meant to be all things to all people. Well, she's getting a lot of criticism. And you get a lot of criticism when you're in a presidential race. People make fun of the boots Ron DeSantis wears. Does that really have anything to do with what kind of president he'd be? Of course not. But that's what people do, right? They're rooting for their team and you're rooting for your team. And if, and, you know, hey, if, if your guy changes jerseys and gets, you know, if Gary Templeton gets, gets traded and, and we get Ozzie Guillen, then Ozzie Guillen goes from being the wizard and he's great to we don't like him anymore. And Templeton goes from being a guy flipping off the fans to he's got a better stick than, than Ozzie Guillen. So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we change our opinion of how someone feels and throws and hits and runs based on whether they're our team or not, which I guess is fine. That's what elections are about. And we have become a nation of elections. Elections are the great national pastime. And if you think about it, if you are a political cable channel, you're basically the ESPN 
of politics. And that's why before an election is even held, they start talking about, well, what about the next election beyond that? I don't know about you, but I don't enjoy, in the lead-up to the Super Bowl, discussion of whether this or that player is going to come back or not and the speculation of it. But, hey, they're a sports station. They've got time to kill. So they just talk about stuff without regard to the game itself. And, in fact, ESPN, and Sage Steele has absolutely embarrassed them by exposing this, ESPN stopped caring about sports a long time ago. Now they just want some dude with a wiener to be able to outswim the girls, leaving aside the fact that you've got greater strength and all the advantages of being a man, despite the drag, that women don't have, and that's the reason that Leah Thomas can win. And Riley Gaines is horrible, and Sage Steele comes out now and says, we were told not to defend Riley Gaines and not to criticize Leah Thomas. So ESPN is not really a sports station at all anyway. But when you think about the fact that political cable television, and for that matter, talk radio, and for that matter, all sorts of conservative sites, when you think about the fact that all of this attention goes into, we've got to keep the hype going, which is fine. I'll listen to it as well. But what it means is that things now all of a sudden become the top story of the day when they're absolutely useless and irrelevant because we've got to keep feeding the slop to the people as opposed to focusing on things that matter. And with that in mind, I'd like to talk about the great example of Coach Steve Sarkeesian the University of Texas is playing Washington next, next week, and now he's a great example for young people in the way he has lived his life. Michael Berry in for Clay and Buck. More coming up. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel the Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home, the foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel the to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. 
Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.